do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode And he's here, he is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Welcome back to this episode of the Sculptor Podcast. Today, I just want to actually kind of freestyle this one. Uh, I'm currently in the car. Similar to the other day where I'm I'm driving and I'm a little bit preoccupied at the moment. So the podcast is a little bit challenging for me to do. And with a lot of football at the moment and a lot of traveling, it is not neglected, but it's pushed to the side. And as I've said previously, for me to upload every single day for November, it has to be convenient for me so the most convenient thing for me is to do it whilst I'm doing something I have to do already like cleaning my bedroom like driving or whatever it is at the moment I'm doing a big drive so got time and I'm I'm thinking that this episode can be about why we self-sabotage now this is literally freestyle so there will be some inaccuracy and like always, the stuff that I say, if I don't cite a research paper or if I don't have any hardcore evidence or proof, take it with a grain of salt. A lot of the time where I do state specific things, I do come with my receipts. I come with researches. I come with papers. I come with my own experiences. So I don't say completely, dis- don't, don't completely discount the things that I say. But for something like today where I'm not prepared with the normal brief that I have, I don't have any papers, I'm not reciting anything, take with a grain of salt, because I am freestyling. Uh, But with that in mind, why do we self-sabotage? Now, I'm a victim to self-sabotage. We all are. No one's not self-sabotaging themselves, right? The biggest thing for self-sabotage is being aware of it, because that's the first step to change. But that's not even what the episode today is. The episode is why we do it. Now, all I can say is the reason why I think we do it is because if we were able to see the consequences immediately, we wouldn't do it. Or it would be less frequent and it wouldn't be as indulgent as a delayed onset. What I mean is the reason why we might want to lean towards a sweet or something that is something that won't benefit us in the future and it is seen as self-sabotage is because we don't see the immediate effect of it. Now, if we were to eat something sweet and our dopamine signals were to be rewarded, because that's actually what's happening, we are being rewarded for doing this, which is why sugar and things like this can be so self-sabotaging is because it actually is tricking our dopamine system to essentially reward us for not doing anything now that's similar to even maybe if you're familiar on the nutritional side to stevia to 
sugar replacement products where they actually get rid of all of the carbohydrates and I believe it's called net carbs where essentially it's fake sweetener and that's an even bigger trick so it's not necessarily self-sabotage because if you know that it is just a trick and you don't fall into the trap of eating more sugar then you know you've been in the system but the system is there to actually trick you when you go into a grocery store and you're about to pay for all of your food most likely there'll be some sort of chocolate bar right next to you so it's convenient and it's in a small size to just get you attached it's not much it's not much just get you attached just have 50 grams it's just 50 grams and then that 50 grams leads you on to the next thing it's only 50 grams again which leads you on to the next thing and then by the end of it well i've already had 100 grams what's another 100 grams self-sabotage we don't see the immediate effect of it therefore we go for it so if we were to see the immediate effect of eating those chocolate bars and we were to put on the weight we probably would do it less now don't get me wrong there would probably also be times where there would be self-sabotage and to a degree self-sabotage could be used for good an example I self-sabotage on a Sunday, or a rest day at least. That's so I can go harder the next. I trick myself into feeling so guilty that I've self-sabotaged myself that I have to correct it. I have to. Otherwise, I know that I'm falling into the trap of complete self-sabotage. So I purposely self-sabotage with the rest day so that I can, first of all, rejuvenate myself and go harder the next week. But also... I'm aware that I'm doing it on purpose and it has a purpose to actually help me go even more the next because eventually there would be an effect where all of that's stacking up and there would be an end point that end point could be an injury that end point could be a whatever I'm not going to say burnout but it could lead to an effect of burnout of which you then take the wrong way you don't take the wrong decision because you don't have the enjoyment fulfillment or competence that leads to then you feeling less and less affinity towards your dreams your goals and whatever so self-sabotage can be a difficult one to navigate and one that requires a lot of self-awareness because it can lead as i mentioned to these different behaviors feelings and emotions and if you don't have the skills to necessarily navigate them, it can lead to a bad path. Now, you may have self-sabotage in one aspect of your life and completely distaste or disdain it in another, where you would never do that in another. For example, I'll be 100% transparent. My nutrition is not where it should be because of my self-sabotage and this is due to my eating disorder, which gets accentuated through self-sabotage, which has a compound effect, which then gets worse and worse. And when I don't have the medical attention and I don't have 
the resources, it accentuates, it compounds, it get wor- it gets worse. Now, I'm aware of that, and there is only so much that I can sacrifice to fix it, and I have to navigate that and see if that sacrifice is worth me fixing it completely. I can make it worse for short-term gain, but in the long term, that might mess me up even more. And actually, at the moment, that's the best way of me doing it, which is tough, right? Because for an eating disorder, a good way of doing it is completely stopping everything and fixing it, addressing it, and doing it that way. But for me, I can't do that. I don't have the luxury of doing that because I want to become a professional footballer. What it could look like if I really wanted to fix my eating disorder is not do any uh, massive exercise. I focus with the nutritionist. I focus with the psychiatric person. And we focus on getting my nutrition right. But that would mean, first of all, potentially no football or a lack of attention to football. And where once football was actually something that helped me with my eating disorder is now a hindrance. So I have to navigate that and see what sacrifices I can give to essentially counteract that eating disorder that I have. An example, I, I recently, when I was in Germany, would be fasting. Now, that actually makes my eating disorder worse in the long term because I make these horrible habits of overeating in specific meals because I'm completely restricting myself. So in the short term, I'm getting my goal of leaning down, which has been my goal for uh, most of my life, is to lean down. And essentially, I can get to that point where I'm happy to a degree through fasting, but in the long run, it's going to make the road to eating disorder recovery even harder because of the short-term sacrifice. The long-term gets even worse. That's an example of self-sabotage. Now, the reason why I think I can do that and manage it is because I'm aware of it. Now, that doesn't mean I continue this. There will hopefully be a point where I can work out and navigate fixing the eating disorder whilst losing the weight and then not self-sabotaging. That looks like I need more time. I need more money. I need more people around me. In Germany, I didn't have that luxury. Maybe now I'm back in Australia. I might have that luxury. I'll see. But it may be another case where I think that I have to fix it through self-sabotaging in the future. I don't know. I don't know, I have to do my due diligence. I'm currently in the process of working with sports nutritionist. But this may not be the right way of doing it. Therefore, this is a challenge for me to navigate. Now, self-sabotage. Back to the main reason. I wanted to give a bit of context on it, first of all. And then I wanted to give an example myself. Why I may be qualified to speak on self-sabotage. But the, the true reason why I think we do self-sabotage, and that honestly I think is the only, only thing that I actually do self-sabotage on, to my knowledge. There will be things that I self-sabotage on outside of my knowledge, but is it worth me finding out what those things are? Maybe not. 
as I've spoken about previously, to a degree, we have to have ignorance because potentially us finding out all of the ways that we aren't ignorant in or we could become, you know, less ignorant in, it's probably not worth our time. So to a degree, being ignorant in something is useful. In some sports, it's really useful. For example, boxing. If you want to be a world-class boxer, then to a degree, not knowing the repercussions of it, of the long-term stuff, and those types of things of getting hit a specific way, that can instill fear. Therefore, being ignorant actually helps with performance. Now, if you are self-aware, heightened level of ignorance is difficult because you feel a responsibility to educate. And even just knowing that you are ignorant in an area doesn't help because then you start overthinking and then that in itself is a little bit difficult. So being a little bit stupid isn't a bad thing for performance or for some things. Now, again, take that with a grain of salt, but I'll give you an example here. Footballers typically are stupid. Now, stupid as in, okay, you're going to have to, be, it's very subjective, but there's going to be areas in which footballers are a little bit stupid on. Now, that's okay. And to a degree, the best should be a bit stupid, honestly, for multiple reasons. But one of them can be for performing. Because when you're so aware of all of these different things, now you can use that to your advantage. And a true person, a true high performer probably is aware of all of these things, but then purposely integrates things to be less self-aware in others with a degree of separation. Now, that's what I think Kobe Bryant is. I think Michael Jordan is ignorant to some areas. Maybe he knew of them, but maybe he took them less seriously. I think Kobe took everything seriously, took all of his ignorance seriously, maybe educated himself a little bit, but then he educated himself that he needed to be ignorant in some sort, in some sort of things, right? Now, it can be a superpower, it can be a curse, but I do think, now this can be wrong, but I do think that the best of the best probably would be educating themselves on their ignorance then finding out those things that they need to be ignorant on and not not diving deep into those things. And if they do, actually forgetting about those things. Now, forgetiveness, forgetiveness, forget whatever that word is, if that even is a word, essentially forgetting a lot on purpose is a skill in itself. Okay? So if someone is self-aware of that, that they need to be ignorant in this area, and then they can then gain this skill of forgetting forget whatever that is, then they're training themselves to purposely be ignorant in some areas through forgetfulness. Oh my gosh, that's the word, forgetfulness. So the best of the best, I believe, do that. Now, again, this could be even ignorant in itself. I can't tell you the psychological science or data behind that that's something i will have to confirm but 
thinking critically, I do believe that that could be a possibility. Now, maybe that's not even worth it for the best. Maybe that sacrifice and all of that education isn't worth it because of the amount of sacrifice, right? If you were just to educate yourself on all of those things and then educate yourself on becoming the best at forgetfulness, maybe you then forget or you then don't turn over the rest of the stones that are actually the most important in terms of maybe the physical, in terms of maybe the other things. So there's all of these different things, right? And it's very, very deep. It's not surface level thinking here. Now, maybe the best never think about this. Maybe they don't. But, let's say, when I'm talking about the best, I'm talking about football. Let's say that's not the best. What is the best? The best in my mind is football, because that's my life right now. Your life may not have anything to do with ignorance. And performance. Maybe your life is a teacher and teachers can't be ignorant in some areas. Maybe they have to be very well educated in some areas. Maybe they don't have to be in others, but whatever your profession is and whatever your best looks like, it may not look like having a high level of ignorance. For example, a philosopher. I have a very close friend who is studying philosophy. You don't want to be ignorant. And the areas of which you will be ignorant in, you have to be completely aware of your ignorance. So the best in that situation may never explore their ignorance. They just want to be aware of it and continue with their, let's say, best assets, whatever that looks like. They should know. Because they don't want to be ignorant there. They want to be aware. They want to be critical. They want to be thinking smart. So that's where the self-awareness comes in. Now, I've gone a little bit off topic. I want to bring it back to the reason why we self-sabotage. Which I think we can derive to the incentive being disassociated with the end result. So taking this down to its most surface level and core asset. Let me reiterate it. The incentive is disassociated from the result. The incentive could be you want to become a teacher because it's a stable job, it's good for your family, it pays well, and you don't mind doing it. You don't mind the sacrifice. This could be your incentive to become a teacher. And the reason why you start self-sabotaging is because you start losing focus of the incentive. Let's say it's good for your family, but you forget that it's good for your family. Therefore, you start doing things that are counterproductive to being good to your family. Now, I don't want to go into anything in terms of that. I'm not a teacher. I could say some crazy things, but that's not necessarily the best thing. So what I would say is flip that onto yourself, right? What do you want to do? What is your incentive? And how are the things that you're doing to self-sabotaging yourself? How, how do you refocus that 
so that it's actually in alignment where it's everything you're doing is where you is is helping you get to where you want to go and the things that you self sabotage on you're aware of and you weigh out the the reward and the sacrifice within that so if you become more tolerant more educated and etc on a specific topic is that worth the sacrifice for you to then achieve x y and z or is your self-sabotage purposeful and beneficial potentially maybe your situation it is for me i measured my eating disorder in this extreme situation for what's in front of me right now the short-term sacrifice and long-term you could say horror for me right now it's it's worth it because that's what i want to do but for someone else who's focusing on longevity it's the it's the dumbest thing to do it's stupid why would you do this but for me it's i believe the the best way of doing it with the cards i've been dealt and the cards that I've even dealt myself, because that's my fault. That eating disorder is my fault. I take full responsibility for that. I can, I can pinpoint all of the habits, all of the things that led me to that, and it didn't come from a bad place. The thing about eating disorders, typically, doesn't come from a, a bad place. It comes from wanting to get better or desiring a specific thing. How we get them may come from a bad place, maybe a selfish place, maybe a a thing where potentially you seek external validation. For me, it came through high performance. It came through external judgment. It came through wanting to become better. And when it was accentuated, it was from the externals. It was from trying to find a new way of doing it. It was from trying to become better. Now, inherently, it's not a wrong way of doing it. But if I was more self-aware at the time, then it could have been dealt with better. Now, I don't know. I don't know the best way of me doing it at the time, what that could have been. I don't know if it was handled appropriately when, when I first found out. It probably wasn't. But right now, it's my responsibility to deal with it. So whatever happens... I bear the front, I bear everything, and I will take full responsibility for it. I won't use it as an excuse. As much as it's tempting to, it's my body, it's my habits, it's my choice, but now it's my responsibility. So, that's the main thing there, I think. It's the incentive being disassociated from the result. So I want you to keep that in mind when you're thinking about self-sabotage. Maybe you don't even know the ways that you are self-sabotaging. So what I would say to that is that you have to think of what your incentive is and reverse engineer your incentive. Okay? What I mean is your incentive. Write it down. Or think about it right now and say to yourself, what are the things that get me closer? Now, if you are 
someone like me, you already know what those things are. You work to them every single day. And then you start saying, what are the things that I'm doing to help me get closer to those, let's say, three things. For me, it could be my professionalism, dedication, and effort. It could be my attacking, my calculation, my leadership. Those are my six core values for football. And three are the professional dedication and effort, professionalism, dedication, and effort, sorry, are the way that I want to act. And then the three things that I mentioned, the calculation, uh, the leadership, and the attacking is my playing style. So those six things, if I'm doing things that are taking me towards that, I keep it great, brilliant. That's not self-sabotage. And then if I start writing down the things that are taking me further away from it, then those are the self-sabotaging acts. Those are the things that I start to weigh up. Are those things positive in terms of a sacrifice level? Are they negative? That's on you to decide. I can't say it. It will be 100% completely subjective and personal for every single human being because your goal, even if it is to become the best professional footballer in the world, you're going to have six different things to make, okay? So it's completely subjective, completely personal, and everything, I mean, the psychology isn't a complete science. What works for me won't work for you. It could. It might not. You don't know. And it's not a complete science in that sense. Now, I may be 100% wrong with that use of uh, vocab. I'm pretty sure that's not the right way of saying it. I think there's a better way of saying it, although I can't think of that off the top of my head. And if you know this podcast, you know that my vocabulary has taken a hit because I do speak a very simplified version of English because when I live in Germany, I try and use the most simple language and it feeds into my daily life. So my vocab's taken a bit of a hit. But uh, excuse the ignorance there, right? If I was to then educate myself on having a great vocabulary, Right now, it's probably not worth the sacrifice. So, to a degree, I'm self-sabotaging for future prospect if I wanted to become, you know, an efficient English teacher. But right now, that sacrifice isn't worth it for me because the ignorance kind of outweighs the sacrifice. But I hope that that actually makes sense for you guys. When I think about it, when I reverse engineer it, when I here with my own criticism, I do believe that makes sense. I'd be interested to see if you don't agree. But typically, I think, and I've even spoken with people about this today, when I try to explain something, it may be controversial to the eye, but I believe when I dissect it and I hit it with my reverse engineering tactic, I hit it with my repel, where I try and break down that opinion or that construct, typically I do find that that's a, a, a solid opinion. And now again, it's just an opinion when it's not broken down with science. Now a lot of my things are broken down with science. A lot of the time I am giving research and data, but today it's not that. It is literally just me going freestyle and me going off previous episodes even. When I talk about the incentive, when I talk about the passion, the competence, enjoyment, and fulfillment, all of these things are taken into consideration. And I think it makes sense. I do think it makes sense. But as I said, let me know if you disagree. Let me know if you agree. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I thought it was I thought it was quite thought provoking, and um, originally I had no plan. I had no plan for this. I literally am in the car, and I'm thinking I need an episode out for today. What could it be about? First thing that came into mind: Why do we self sabotage? And there you go. That's why I think we self sabotage. The best thing is the self awareness. So I'll leave you with that. Be self aware. Analyze. And just try and be better. It's as simple as that.